No. I'll go for a little bit. Good morning, 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 morning. Welcome to another day on the trail. With me, it's Ethan and her. Molly. <laughs> that was funny. Um, yeah, how's it going, guys? We've had... Well, you can put your micro spikes on. It's not that... It's just the same as yesterday, you just got to glide down it. It's just the same as yesterday. Yeah, fair enough. Well, put your spikes on. Do it, because it would really help. Okay. Well, can you help me out then? Can you yeah. Okay. What? Yeah, this is alright. <laughs> this is real life podcast. This, this is, is real life happens. podcast. <laughs> no pretense. No, that's true. No I'm pretense. I'm constantly asking Ethan to stop and get something out of my bag. It's very true. It's like a, it's a morning routine. We yeah. start going and then Molly's like, can you do me a favourine? Can you do me a favourine? <laughs> Could you get my sand Can you get my... <laughs> Can you get my coat out? Can you get my... Blah, 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 blah. It's me. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, welcome to another day. New dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life. Um, yeah, we've had a lazy morning today. Wake up at like quarter past seven, which is already late, but not too late. And then, yeah, it's now nine o'clock and we've just left camp. It was a nice leisurely morning. Molly was having a good little snoozies. And uh, yeah, it was just cold, wasn't it? It was just a bit too cold to like function. And the bed was so warm. And we still got that town vibe of like sleeping in and stuff. This also, always happens. I didn't get to sleep in on my birthday, so. Yeah, exactly. Well, the other thing is that we're done with all of the the rushing period now. There's not, um, you know, obviously we have to get to Lake Tahoe on the second, but that's quite easy to do. And it's not like we've got a pass to do today. It's not like we've got a major river crossing. So it's all quite easy going. And it's kind of back to the flow of Southern California, I think, or at least we're heading in that direction. Uh, so yeah, we just do what we want, all right, mum? Jeez. Um, yeah, today, I think, Dunno, no predictions, no uh, no goals, we're just gonna head on off, stay at a relatively low elevation. <clears throat> we go up and down, up and down, up and down for a while. We've got a small creek crossing in a second. Um, it should be quite a nice day. We're starting on mile 123, and then my brain will be ending the day on a mid to late 130. Um, wow, no, I got that all wrong. We're starting today at mile 1023 and at the end of the day I predict we'll be finishing on a late to mid 1030 um, so yeah probably like a 17-ish mile day today we're thinking but uh, like I said there's no gold no aims we're just gonna glide it's snowy this morning, it's a uh, nice crisp snow, very slidey, very slidey indeed, but not on a steep slope. Go on. I'm really having, oh, by the way, then it turns out the mysterious bag. Oh yeah, so the mysterious food bag was just still hanging there when we woke up. Don't know what's going on with that. Was very tempted to bring it down and have a little scoot around, but that's just mean. Chocolate box, full of mountain <laughs> Oh god, can you imagine? 
That'd be so nice. First slide of the day. Wasn't that great. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, and it's a beautiful clear day today. We've not got our bear boxes and ice axes now, but oh, yeah. it makes it very difficult to pack your bag. Yeah, so I mentioned, I mentioned yesterday about the bear boxes and ice axes and said how like, the bear box at least was good at making you pack your bag well because it was like a nice blocky thing. God, I don't feel confident with these downhill slopes today. Yeah, because with the food bag that we got, it's a bit flimsy, but also it kind of ho doesn't hold a shape, which the bear box was quite good at. And then you had like a perfectly cylindrical block to work around, whereas now it's kind of like spiky in places. It's not too good, but um, yeah, we're learning, but our bags are still nice and light, so can't complain too much. But yeah, it is beautiful blue sky day today with hardly a cloud in the sky it's probably going to get pretty damn warm later but that's going to be nice because it's quite chilly today at the moment at least um and yeah i'm very much looking forward to seeing where this takes us i do not know what to expect in the in this section or really in the sections ahead in northern california whether or not it's going to be mountainous or meadowy or full of rivers and stuff like that i have no idea so this is all a surprise for me It was a hot day. <coughs> Sun is beaming down on us, sweating a lot. We've done one big climb, one big descent, and now we're nearing the top of another climb. That hasn't been too bad, it's been very beautiful walking among these conifer forests, pine forests filled with their scent. So, like loosely following the trail we did lose it at one point again because of the snow but the snow hasn't been so much of a factor today just going over a lump now we've gone past back practically underneath two beautiful small waterfalls flowing their way down the slopes. It's been a very nice and uh, kind of unchallenging day today, so far at least, which makes a nice contrast to previous weeks. Oh, the trail has by and large been pretty open, easy to follow. River crossings have been small creeks and there's been plenty of birdsong along the way and peace and quiet. I only seen one person who's up ahead. I think they overtook us whilst we were lost, which is a bit annoying, but and the sky has got this it's still blue and practically cloudless, but it's also kind of shrouded by this wispy layer of cloud. 
which looks like a thin layer of paint on blue background. It's beautiful, it's traced by a couple of trail lines from all the planes going past and it's crazy how busy it is up there really. I mean, they're not all passing at once but <coughs> I think because there's been not so much wind, it doesn't seem too windy up there. Or perhaps because they're so faint and light, they're sticking around so the sky is crisscrossed the paths of planes going all sorts of locations and I've mentioned it before but it's always crazy because we're, we're so well obviously we're down on the ground we're so focused in on what's in front of us and what's below us like the ground the trail when you look up and you see how really busy it is even if you've only seen one person during the day or perhaps no one it's crazy to think that hundreds of people have passed over your head and have looked down upon the exact forest, the exact mountains that you're walking along or over or within and they're completely unaware of what you're doing and you're completely unaware of where they're going so though you feel alone you're never too far away from people really which is kind of cool but it's also kind of sad I guess it's very hard to find true wilderness in the sense of not a single sign of mankind A lot of downed trees around here as well that we've had to climb over big big pines cedars and all sorts just downed across the <coughs> across the trail and I, I think I have described it before but I love how like in some of them I don't know if it's a certain species or a certain type of pine but the inner bark the inner wood like breaks up in like Lego piece uh, like fashion like kind of these building blocks almost and you come across some trees which I don't know what's happened to them maybe it's lightning strikes or something but they've literally exploded all over the place there's no there's no other way of explaining it there's there once was a tree there now the only sign of it is all this fragmented bark and an inner wood just like shattered all over the place but the, the inner wood shatters in a almost as if you've just smashed a Lego piece on the floor, a Lego structure on the floor. Oh, have I lost the trail? Up to the right. Oh. Yeah, there he is. I think we might have lunch at the top of this hill. One more hump. Sounds good. Get it done. Get over this lump and then we can sit down and have some lunch. Oh, nice. quite hungry today feeling it trail's just been completely absorbed by snow having to go down the side of this like dusty slope oh, to get to a patch where people have traversed here we go it's only small though mud man this is new oh that's some slippery mud it's, that's worse than snow okay and back onto the snow it's crazy these just like slabs of snow just completely overtake just 
seemingly, I'm sure there's an order to it, there must be, but seemingly from the outside, random sides of slopes pretty much always where it makes life more difficult for you, <laughs> for your hikers. Oh. It's never easy. Managed to keep our feet dry today, by and large. I think my left foot got a little bit wet on one of the waterfall crossings, but nothing too bad. I'm looking forward to having an evening of dry feet. I think we might have just topped this hill. Coming down the other side, it was kind of an insignificant summit there. Oh, bit of skiing, wish me luck. That worked. And a bit. Whee! Okay. Falling in love with that. It's so fun. Okay, here we go. Here's another one. A tree that has literally just shattered and its wood is all over the place. Looks like, I don't know, I don't know, big tree, could be a cedar, I guess. Beautiful, beautiful smell. That's the best bit of these forests. Continuous smell of cedar and pine. Essence in the air. It's so fresh, so welcoming. Helps you keep going. Masks your own smell. <laughs> Sometimes. Just passing below, I guess the summit of the second big hill today, or third, third big hill. <clears throat> and it's like a, a mound of scree, it's so weird. I guess it's um, the same sort of stuff as that uh, Devil's Post pile, the basalt structures. Kind of looks similar apart from it's coming out horizontally as opposed to vertically. And it just means like the majority of it's broken and loose by the looks of things, <clears throat> almost like scree, just kind of shaly, uh, loose rock forming a mound. And, but most of it's sort of broken off in these like chunks, these blocks. And I can see there's like a, a very small cliff face. And it all, yeah, it all looks like it's coming out horizontally. There's like blocks which make up this cliff face. They're not quite hexagonal or anything like that. They're quite. They are quite structured like that. I'm not too sure if it's the same structure as Devil's Post Pile or um, uh, Giant's Causeway. It's pretty cool to see because it's just so random. It's just jutting out from this hillside which is like covered in granite boulders. And then just to have this pile, it's almost as if it's been dumped there, like it's waste. Just these blocks of dark dark brown almost purple rock covered in lichen nothing growing on them besides the lichen yeah we're nearing nearing the top of this hill now I think it's probably about half two maybe getting towards three or so I'm not too sure of the time we had a really good lunch it was so nice just sat on a rock uh, 
just before the start of this climb and it was uh, exposed to the sun, nice and warm, but also had a bit of shade, so it was nice and cooling and we just had a really good lunch with all the food we got from Walker General Store. And honestly, it was so good. We're sort of slowly kind of keying into what makes a really good lunch wrap. And uh, then we're getting pretty close. So we've now got, so it's like these small flour tortillas and then we layer that either with like mayonnaise and mustard or a new favorite at the moment is Philadelphia cheese. It's nice and thick, good amount of calories, good amount of fat, and it's filling. Gives a really good taste, really good texture. So you get a good layer of that. And then we have uh, Colby cheese this time. We, we prefer pepper jack, but we didn't have pepper jack, but Colby, Colby jack. I don't know. Just uh, I guess it's this, I don't know. They name a lot of cheese Jack out here. Pepper Jack, Monterey Jack. Jack is just like a creamy, it's kind of like almost an attempt at a cheddar, but it's super mild. And then Colby is like, it's like that sort of very white Jack cheese, but with marbled with like some sort of orange Jack. I don't really know, but it's just creamy. And then we have, we bought these things called Wisps. They're crisps, but very, they're made out of pure, like, I think it's Arigio uh, cheese. It's kind of like Parmesan cheese almost. And it's just like very aerated discs of that sort of cheese. So we crumble that in. So three different types of cheese. And then, of course, pepperoni. And it's just like so good. Those were the best <coughs> tortillas, lunch tortillas that we've had so far. Ooh wee. It sounded so, well, it sounded so nice. It, it was so nice but it probably doesn't sound that great but honestly it's exactly what we need carbs fat and protein and then we also had from the walk general store we got jerky we always get jerky now because uh it's just a good source of chewy protein and fat in there as well but this jerky that we got came in like sheets so we got four sheets uh of three different flavors so we've got two pepper jerky one teriyaki one honey smoked and today I think we had our um, teriyaki, I think it was. I'm not too sure. So that's kind of like a sweet, spicy flavor. It was really nice. Very different to normal jerky though. Normal jerky, you know, you picture like the, basically essentially just smoked and dried chunks of meat. But this, these like sheets are kind of almost wafer thin and uh, rectangular kind of, I don't know, the size of a large dairy milk, I guess and we just split that in half so that was quite nice and then the classic peanut butter and snickers wrap yum but anyway yeah we're sort of just slowly dialing in our food preferences and molly asked whether or not i was getting bored of anything i don't know if i am she said she went through a stage where she was pretty bored of the the wraps for lunch but philadelphia cheese saved it saved that for her have i gotten bored of anything I've gotten bored of trail mix, that's for sure. Eating trail mix on the side, whilst walking. It's just gotten boring now. The nuts and seeds kind of thing, a couple of M&Ms. I try to spice it up with a little bit of cereal in there uh, and banana chips, banana chips and cereal. Not bored of those, but it's just, the rest of the trail mix is pretty boring. But um, 
it is interesting how like over time your food preferences do kind of change dinners so we used to love the mac and cheese and these mac and cheese we still do it. it's still nice but it's just weird that's when you really notice the hiker hunger thing um worst on trail it's just with the dinners like they just they used to fill us up and annie's mac and cheese we have two for the two of us and um yeah that used to fill us right up we you know it was one of our favorite things to do, to eat for dinner and now it just doesn't fill us up at all our favorite thing are the they have these things called rice sides it's just a, it basically it's like um super rice it's just that kind of packaged rice that you just add water to and it's got some vegetables in it so, or it's got some like chicken or it's chicken flavored kind of thing um we get like the spanish rice so it's got some vegetables in it and a bit of cheese and we also get mexican rice and all sorts of different ones but it's just those kind of packages and we mix two of those together and those are really good because they're kind of creamy and stodgy and filling and then the ramen bombs are still our favorite so ramen bomb being the ramen noodles flavored however we usually go for chicken or soy um then with idaho and potato powder put in that absorbs the rest of the water so the ramen soup basically which makes it nice and flavorful but then it also just it just bulks it up quite a lot so we do quite like doing that but it only really starts to fill us up if we have three ramens and we tend to just do two so yeah it's kind of crazy how you begin to notice how the hiking prolonged hiking is really starting to affect your body by how your body responds with one like the food it wants and how much it wants and things like that it's very strange hiker hunger is real people and also when we're in town honestly i'm i swear i'm eating like 10 to 15,000 calories a day every time we're in town and superman who we've mentioned before he posted so he's like a week ahead he posted about being in lake tahoe and he said <coughs> he's having to consume a minimum of two pints of ice cream. So that's like whole big tubs of Ben and Jerry's basically. Um, two of those a day, uh, just, to, just to attempt to keep on top of his weight loss um, to the point that he might even have to go for three or four pints now, which is pretty intense. Like I don't do the pints of ice cream, but I definitely know what he means because I do eat a crazy, <laughs> that one wasn't so smooth hello i do eat a crazy amount of food when i'm in town what was that okay. yeah i'm good this is cool do you reckon that's this is it the same stuff as the devil's post pile yeah it's crazy it's like someone's dumped it there you still have to be sorry going back to food just because it's on my mind you still have to be careful with what you're eating less so than at home it's not like you know you don't feel so bad about eating bad food and lots of it you don't at all because honestly your body just eats it up i have to tell you guys i've lost like 25 kilograms on this trail and the lightest i've been since probably early secondary school so like early teens, if that, maybe even earlier, because I was quite a big, big lad. But um, yeah, like I'm just dropping weight. And in town, I'm eating absolute crap. Like we try to eat a salad every now and then, or we get some fruit. Like for example, in Bridgeport, we bought four um, mangoes from this 
Mexican father and son who were driving through town selling mangoes. We bought four of those and that was, they were fresh and so nice. Fruit is a real delicacy, but it's so hard to, you know, your body's craving fats, it's craving calories, it's craving sugars to replenish everything or like to prepare you know your body doesn't know basically your body doesn't know you're in town so it's just like okay we're in this routine of walking like 20 miles a day up and down mountains and stuff so even when you go into town your body is in that mode yet however you have food all available so every bit of food that you see your body's just like get get eat that eat this and uh, it just means you eat so many burgers so many burritos but you do have to kind of be careful because if you eat too much bad stuff then you kind of come back on trial and you don't really feel fueled up you had the calories the day before which is great but you don't feel revitalized you feel heavy you feel stodgy and certainly i ate bad in bridgeport i don't feel too bad because of it but i remember on the zero day i felt real bad anyway that's it about food molly's finding us oh the trail what you got ball that way Slightly off to the right. Cool. <clears throat> Finally popped out from the snow. We're now up on a small slope which is largely uh, covered in brush and shrub. As we're walking through it, the, just, the air is filled with fragrance. You smell that? Flowers. Pick that plant and smell it. Is it mint? This one here. Yeah. We've got mm. the smell of sagebrush in the air, the smell of petals and flowers, the smell of mint. It's lovely. Isn't that nice? It's really nice. Even the sagebrush smells different. It doesn't smell mustardy, it smells oh, more like mint. I'm so glad to be out of the snow. Oh, amen. The snow is annoying us again. It was like, again, just kind of removing the trail, making it hard for us to find our way. Most of the time, you'd have the trail, and then suddenly you'd be following these tracks, and then you'd realize that the trail was somehow meters above you on the slope, so you'd have to trudge vertically up just to get back on it and then lose it again in the snow. So irritating. But like I said, we're now on this beautiful snowless slope. Oh God, the smells are lovely. That minty, herby smell just wafting in the air. And we're surrounded by all sorts of plants now. There's not only sagebrush and mint, but there's these big bushels, I'm not too sure, of what plant just smelling it it's got quite a herby smell to it too I'm not too sure but there's yellow blues violets pinks all these different flowers dotted among the bushes still a couple of trees here there and everywhere in their little clusters but this slope is dominated by smaller plant life it's great we can actually walk we can actually walk it's so nice so done with the snow. <laughs> also, I didn't realise, but there was a significant lack of ravens within the Sierra. And now that we're starting to pop out, starting to hear them again in the wind, 
and one glided over me and it was actually a really nice sight. It makes me think of places like the Lake District or Ireland or Scotland back at home. Shows once again that the environment is slowly changing. I've decided though that I'm still, even though people beyond this point are like, oh, we're out of the Sierra, <clears throat> I'm still going to class the Sierra all the way to South Lake Tahoe, I think. I think it just helps me mentally. Molly and I were talking about this over lunch, kind of like where we're at in our heads with the trail at the moment, given our location and, you know, the challenges and stuff. And I realised that even though I'm super stoked to be, you know, done with all the challenges and everything, I get a real kick off of uh, finish, finishing a section and entering something new. And I realised that transitions, at least so far, from <coughs> the Sierra section to the Northern California section, it's basically just the same, but just at a lower elevation. But the environment, like, you know, I've been trudging through snow all day today. It's been slow going, climbing up it, descending down it. It's not enough for me to have that feeling of success that we've gone through a section. Even though I did have that when we got to Bridgeport, you know, it's just while you're in it because you're so confined to such a narrow visual scale of view. You can only see a little bit around you here. It just doesn't feel like you've really gotten anywhere new. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to keep my mind thinking I'm in the Sierra until I'm on the other side of Lake Tahoe. South, South Lake Tahoe, sorry. Because apparently that's when it begins to change and uh, hopefully it's significant enough to give me that boost of, you know, progression. Sometimes you need that out here. Calif particularly in California, I think, just because California is so large that you split it up into different sections. South California, Sierra, North. And if you don't feel like you've got that transition, then it's kind of, you know, you just feel like you're sort of stuck within the same area for so long. And the transition from Southern California to Sierra was so stark. It was so, they contrasted so much. Literally from Kennedy Meadows onwards, it was like, whoa, this is completely new. And that transition made you really feel like, okay, we've entered somewhere new different challenges now for making progression along the trail I think I'm someone who kind of needs that a little bit for them for their morale to you know stay high it's not always a nice feeling when you've been doing something for months on end and it doesn't feel like you're really getting anywhere um, and I'm sure that obviously that will change I'm still loving it, but we'll have the conversation again later because it was really interesting. We'll have it when we get to camp about where our heads are at with the trail. We still absolutely love it, but there are certain things that I guess we're probably starting to take for granted. Um, and the fact that particularly this year, the Sierra was so challenging 
and intense the emotions and the feeling of like leaving that behind now makes you kind of think differently about the trail ahead but yeah we'll talk about that later in full but just that transition there from the snowy trees to that lovely shrubbed slope you know that was enough to really boost me for today made me feel as if you know I can keep on going I want to get to the next bit where I feel as if you know making progress currently going through snow again it never lasts long but uh, I'm hoping to come over this brow and see a landscape that differs to the one that we've been walking through for the past 300 miles just so that I can feel as if we're really putting in the miles now and we're starting to make it north that's the other thing sometimes out here particularly in the Sierra the trail is so compact you know the trail it winds its way up and down hills like around the base of them or around the summits of them and that differs largely from what we were experiencing in Southern Cal because in Southern California everything was so open you could really see for miles where you were going to go you could even see the trail on the mountain range opposite you uh, as it went along the ridge or over these fields and these hills and hillocks and things and that really made you feel as if you were making progress because you could see from the start of the day where you were headed and it wouldn't be where you were going to finish the day but you you know you had a real sense of this is where I am now and this is where I'm going whereas here like I said a second ago you have such a narrow field of view because you're among the trees or surrounded by mountains that you don't really get that sense of like okay I'm progressing from here to there because you can only ever see a couple of hundred feet in front of you um, if that and like you put so much effort and you put so much time and you do put so many miles into going up and over these hills or around the base of these mountains so you are still putting in the miles but it doesn't feel as if you're covering that much distance uh, so for example like three miles on trail could be going up one slope you get to the top and you've done you've completed three further miles on the BCT you're three miles closer to the end but it just doesn't feel like that because at the end of it you can still look down you can see where you started it doesn't look like three miles down perhaps it's full of switchbacks perhaps you went around the mountain and then up it whereas like in other locations I'm kind of expecting this in Oregon maybe a little bit you can really like if you've walked three miles you'll look and on the horizon is where you were three miles ago and you can see all of the you know everywhere that you passed on on the way to that point that you are at now and uh yeah i kind of miss that i hope that makes sense if you know what i mean like it just sometimes it just feels like the trail is very small and you're putting in a lot of effort to get around a mountain and you know you don't really feel like you're heading north uh you don't really feel as if you're really making that much progress on the trail when you are but it, you just don't feel it in comparison to when for example you walk in a straight line north <laughs> and you feel as if, okay, I've done four miles and I can see that four miles back, way, way back, that's where I was and I've made that progress. It is interesting. But on a side note, came down from that snow, 
it's still in a bit of snow <clears throat> it's a little bit more open here which is quite nice but still very much the same kind of scene although the trees are less sparse which is which is quite nice i think i'm just kind of craving an expanse of just open trail that's something that we got as we were passing through the yosemite section with all the meadows and things you know you would go from one side of the meadow to the other that would carry you two miles or so and you could see the trail the whole way across, whole way along whereas here i can see maybe i don't know 20 meters in front of me before what i think is the trail because the snow covers it dips off downhill so i've no idea of, of perspective of distance or where i'm going after this hill and sometimes that can just be a bit of a morale collapser it's damn beautiful though it always hits me with that i always start feeling a little bit bummed about progress and stuff and then i just you know, I'm just surrounded by absolute beauty and it's just so hard to find the balance out here in these mountains. The balance of feeling like you're progressing but also being able just to absorb the natural beauty around you. I think it's important to make sure you keep that going. Yeah. I hope you guys can hear that. We're just walking through a snowfield. In the middle of nowhere. And over my audio book, I could just hear this music. I was like, is that, is that my, my book? So I paused it. And then it stopped. And it carried on again. <laughs> and then Molly came around the corner and was like, are you okay? And I was like, shh. Someone's playing me. Really lovely hobbit, hobbit music. We're going like on a piccolo, yeah. like the Lord of the Rings, and we just finished the Lord of the Rings. I want to go find them. Yeah. See if we can find them. Hey man, that was lovely music to walk up to. <clears throat> oh. It's tiring. Yeah. It's annoying. I'm only out here for a weekend and I'm already tired of it. Yeah. Yeah, we've been in it for like a month now. Yeah. Bored of it. Yeah, I'm uh, when I did it in 2015, 
it was nothing. I hit the Sierras on June 2nd, didn't need an ice axe, oh, yeah? didn't need anything, just cruising. And now I'm out here kind of filling in the gaps of spots that I missed. Right. Yeah, it was so funny. Just walking up there, I was listening to my audio book and I was like, yeah, I can hear something. And I paused it and we've literally just finished the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, awesome. On audio books. So. Awesome. <laughs> and we were just like, it's a hobbit out here. That's amazing. We've been, <laughs> been transported. You're now in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Shire, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> that was lovely. Yeah. That was so good. Awesome. So whereabouts did you start if you're doing a weekend? I started at Ebbets Pass and okay. then I went south about 15 miles and now I'm kind of slowly... Oh, and you're coming back, back up? up nice. Nice. Yeah. nice. Ebbets Pass, how far away is that now? Uh, maybe 12 miles. Okay. What's the snow like? Any less or more or same? It's about the same. <laughs> is it? I mean, there are some stretches of extended actually walking on trail. Okay, that's, that's nice. Forward to for like maybe two miles at a time. Oh, okay, that's not bad. Yeah. That's good. It's just frustrating when you're walking along these hills. And all the other hills are like snow free, and then the one more hill that we're right, on is right. just like. Of course, we covered the only snow. Yeah. <laughs> I might start walking again pretty soon. Go for it. So, you guys are listening to the audiobooks together? Yeah, yeah we were. We were. Awesome. Yeah, like in the evening, we would get into our tent and just play it and eat nice. dinner. It was really nice. Sounds very relaxing. Yeah, it, so it really nice. was. It's sad when I finished. Yeah. Nice little something comfortable to look forward to when you're spending all day sloshing. Through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, we finished it now, so got nothing. <laughs> That's kind of sad. New, new books. Yeah, well, you can look forward to. It. I saw some van doing some sort of trail magic at Ebbets Pass when I was there last Ooh. night. Oh, really? So that'd be lovely. Yeah. we haven't had trail magic in. <clears throat> A long time. <laughs> well, I have some snacks. You want snacks? No, 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 you, no, no you can have them. No, I'm gonna be out of here. I'm gonna be in my nice warm car in like 24 hours. Driving back home. <laughs> no, in my you, nice warm bed. So. It, don't honestly. Yeah, no, no, honestly, okay. it's fine. Thank you, babe. Um, Where is home for you? I live in Berkeley. In, oh, okay. Near San Francisco. Oh, yeah. cool. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice little weekend hike. Then. Honestly, it's. It's great, and for so I, I spent a lot of time thinking like oh, maybe I should quit my job and hike the trail again. This yeah. Year. <laughs> and seeing all this snow, I'm kind of glad that I'm holding off on that. Yeah, yeah. Good a little lower. Yeah. No, it's, it is beautiful out there. I loved it, but it's just like so after slodging through it for a, for a month, you are kind of tired of it and. Technically, technically, we're kind of done with the Sierra now. Yeah, sure. And but it's and still yeah, very still much the same. <laughs> yeah, and it's like ah, can't wait for the transition into yeah. snowless. Areas. It's like past the bit where it's like dangerous and epic, and it's right. just kind of just like, come yeah, on now. Slug. Yeah, no, it's, it's just boring. It's, pretty, it's almost July. <laughs> yeah, you need to go away, snow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so did you guys stop in at like Sonora Pass? Yeah. Mm, we went. Yeah. We went to Bridgeport, which okay. is a bit of a disappointing town. There's not much going on there. No. no. <laughs> there was no supermarket, so then we went to Walker, which actually was a bit better, even though it was kind of smaller. Oh. Yeah. Um, they had a nice barbecue place there. <clears throat> and then we got back to the trail. Nice. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to South Lake Tahoe. We got an Airbnb booked for right the second. On. Yeah. Yeah. Should be good. Should be nice. For the second? So, yeah, that's in a cut. Yeah. 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 Should make it. Yeah, it yeah, we got, what was it, three days? It would be fine. Awesome. It's all good. And you'll be there for the for 4th of July, which is a good um, Yeah, we're well, we're, we're hiking out. out before 4th of okay. July. Yeah, everything will get a bit too busy, too expensive, and then we're kind of hoping to get to a high point on the 4th of July to see the fireworks going yeah, off, which sweet. will be so, so nice. Yeah, that'll be awesome. 
Um, <laughs> plus, it should be no problem hitching with all the cars. You know, everyone's going to be up Very there. good point. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. yeah. There'd be lots of people on the roads. Well, the, it tends to be that tourists just like look at us like, ah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, you'll get somebody that yeah, yeah, that's nice. taken out here. Yeah, for yeah, sure. That should be nice. Which way? Honestly, I didn't know where to go. That's why I sat down and started playing. I, think yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I figured the trail would present map, itself. It this way. Like, well, we could always just go up this and then drop yeah. down. So. You guys mind if I join you for a little bit? Yeah, no yeah do it, dude. What's your name? I'm Dallas. Dallas? Nice. Yeah. Uh, Ethan or Spook? Okay. I'm Molly or Ducky. <laughs> Alright, I yeah. guess my trail name is Crazy Legs. Crazy, Crazy legs. legs? Yeah. Nice. Why is that? Uh, Alright, you guys know that stretch out of um, Hiker Town when you're, it's like a long, I mean, maybe not this year, but for me it was like a 26 mile water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're walking oh. the, the aqueduct. Yeah. Yeah. So I went out there. I left Hiker Town at like 7 p.m. because it was 100 degrees out. And so we went those 26 miles to the next water source, got me at like 2 a.m. Right. I woke up the next day and a couple of my buddies were going to get a hotel room in Mojave. Oh, okay. So I went and did another 26 miles or something. So I did 50 miles in 24 hours. Damn. And uh, I was sharing a bed with a guy named Second Lunch. Okay. And uh, apparently, you know how dogs will, like chase rabbits in their sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I was hiking in my sleep all night. Oh really? <laughs> That's amazing. That's so, so cool. Was crazy. Like, wow, 50 miles. I That's do not impressive. recommend it. No. I was oh. at the grocery market the next day, and I got one of those little like handicap like like motor scooter things. Oh yeah. <laughs> roll around doing my grocery shopping. <laughs> nice one. Yeah, we had um, a friend of ours trying to do a 50 day. A 50 mile day, and he had to come off because he ruined his knees doing it, yeah, which sucks. Been walking with crazy legs now for a little bit. Super, super nice guy. Out on a weekend hike, and uh, he's been telling us all about Fourth of July, how crazy it is. In Tahoe and things like that, the kind of things that they do. They used to do a thing called um, ah, mutton, I think it's called mutton dashing or something like that. Basically, like you get your toddler and you wrap them up in one of those like inflatable sumo suit kind of things, and then you get them to hold onto the back of the sheep, and the sheep runs across its like wide pen, and whoever's toddler holds on for the longest wins um but they don't they don't do that now for uh legality reasons i think <laughs> it just sounds crazy but yeah it sounds like fourth of july is going to be a bit of a hoot and hopefully we'll get a really good view of it wherever we are whether that's on trail or near Tahoe, whatever we are getting pretty close to where we want to camp we'll end it on a uh like an 18 or 19.3 mile day Something like that, 19 mile day. So pretty good, means we're going into the the miles for the our last day when we're heading to Tahoe in like three days time. It's just been really nice, this last section since we met Crazy Lakes, just because it's been a little bit less snowy, a lot more downhill, and we're kind of going alongside parallel to these big open meadows to our right, um, which gives us hope for maybe tomorrow being a bit more open, a bit more clear. Uh, it's just been really lovely.
lots of bird song in the tree. We've had some, I don't know, mocking jays or something like that, uh, doing some pretty wild calls. And I just absolutely stacked it down the hill as well. Did an awesome ski down one slope, and then as I came to a halt, I was on the edge of another, sideways, horizontally. And it was like gravity just shifted, and I suddenly slipped down the side of another one, perfectly horizontally, all the way down into a tree well. I think we've all seen each other fall over now. Crazy legs post hold. Molly, she did. Oh yeah, she just fell over in a ice patch. Yeah, and I had that one. It's only fair I fall over as well. It's always been falling over. So yeah, this is beautiful. The sun's going down. We're gonna get a lovely evening, hopefully out somewhere nice and open. Get some sun on us. Maybe get a fire going. Get some food down, it's too pretty hungry. It's been a long day. And considering that we left at 9 o'clock this morning, rather than the usual 7 o'clock, I'm pretty proud of the miles we've put in. It's pretty impressive, so hopefully tomorrow we'll be able to do extra miles too. Leaving the second of the day that we get into Tahoe, second of July, hopefully we'll have like perhaps 10 miles to walk rather than 17 or 16. So, we shall see. Good. It was. It made me so happy when we heard that one slope. Awesome. I'm glad it was so good. I was yeah. just so confused. <laughs> For a long time, I wanted just something to tinker around with. Yeah. Musical. I find it like a little tin whistle. Yeah. Play in elementary school. <laughs> With an ounce. Doubles in a ten stick, I guess. <laughs> Do you um play any other instruments? Not, not well. I mean, this is, a, this is my best instrument, and I don't play this well, so... Well, did you know Lord of the Rings, so... <laughs> it's the best thing. So are you a big Lord of the Rings fan, then? Huge. I read yeah. it every year. Yeah, oh, do you? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, currently... Well, I didn't bring it on this trip, because I figured I'd just enjoy it. Currently, toward the end of the fellowship, I usually start it right around the end of spring. It's just a good adventure, though. It is, so, yeah. We, I, I've always been a big fan of movies, um, yeah. but we listened, got the audiobooks for the first time uh -huh. to listen to the, the story, and it's, it's so we really enjoyed it. We've only just finished it like a week and a half ago, or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, and we started at the beginning of the trail. Awesome. <laughs> on the fellowship, 
That's a, I mean, it's really just a long through hike, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the perfect. Well, and sometimes it's it would. So nice perfect. When the, they're like, oh, I'm hungry and I've been walking for ages. I'm like, yeah. same. Yeah, yeah. Same here, Sam. <laughs> yeah, the hobbits always Maybe. keep things in perspective. Yeah. Too. Everyone yeah. else is talking about war, and the hobbits are like, all right, but when's the next meal, though? Yeah. And then, like, there's there's a bit I remember distinctly in the fellowship where they're going along and they're, talk, they're like, ah, I'm so hungry and we're stuck in this forest forever, blah, 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 blah. And then Tom Bombadil comes out yeah. and he's like, yeah. do you want some bread and butter? <laughs> and I was like, yes, Yeah, they were talking about all the food and we were like, oh, God. Like, that's what I want, bread and butter and honey. What section were we doing? Because it seemed like it was so Mission perfect. Creek. Mission Creek, that was it. Screw Mission Creek. Did you guys ever read the Red Wall books? No, it, was a bunch of, it was about a bunch of little mice that lived in that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but they had the best descriptions of food in those books. Yeah. Oh, really? Plum pie. Mm. I think it was. I think it was kind of based on British stuff. Yeah. Have you seen the film Tolkien? Yeah, they the new it just came out, right? Yeah. 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 I haven't seen Intra it yet. Yeah, I really want to. Because he always said that, like. The war didn't influence him, blah 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 blah. But I really think it did. Yeah, like, oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, like, listen yeah. to him. Like, the, the, at the end, how Frodo kind of just like disappears, you know, into himself. I was like, this. And I think I've read that it's like Sam's basically like every like, stereotype of like boys or basically yeah. like kind of serving some. Yeah. Sam is my favorite ever. He's the hero. He's the hero. He's the, the, real he is hero. the hero. The only one that had the ring and gave it up. Yeah. I guess Bilbo, but Bilbo had to be bullied into it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, no, it's true. And Faramir could have taken it. Faramir. I mean, that was a test for everybody. Gandalf could have taken it. Yeah. Faramir. What I'm calling it. I like Faramir. And Boromir, I think he gets the short end of the stick in the yeah. movies. Yeah, he's oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I thought that. Like I think he's... they kind of glance over just like how corrupt him is. Yeah. Yeah, he just seems like a bit of a m moody bastard in the film. Yeah. But no, the, the book was really good because it did kind of... Yeah, it did the characters so differently to how the films did. Well, but also in, in a... Similar. Yeah, but also in like a similar... Like Merry and Pippin, I freaking love them in the films, but I even I freaking love them even more in the in books. In the books, yeah. Yeah. Like, my, we were talking about it afterwards. Uh, and, like, we think our favourite chapter in the whole... All of it was Pippin's chapter after he's kidnapped by the Eurocat. Uh-huh, and he's conscious of yeah. Mary's not Because uh, that in the... In, it's like breezed over and it's kind of yeah, but he has this like sort of saving grace of like figuring he runs out to the yeah. side and he yeah. down his... and it was actually really scary like I really liked how it was written and I found it like really scary kind of, I really liked it I think mm -hmm. all the chapters from the, from the Hobbit's point of view are just fantastic because mm. it really emphasizes how like they're not made to yeah. to, to comprehend just... like this battle and war and yeah, yeah, problems yeah. and men they're, you know they're farmers and people when, yeah. when Sam had the ring and everyone else was dreaming of yeah. power, he was dreaming of turning Middle-earth into a garden. Yeah. yeah! Yeah, I'm guessing you want your wiener on a stick? I would love that. I got these sticks here. I appreciate it. I'll put three of them in here. Two more. Oh, you know... Because oh. then we can chop them up into the mirror. Okay. You can pick the wiener out of this horrible thing. And then I got some sticks here. Just I, I happen to be sitting on a pile yeah, of sticks, if you, actually. If, 
Yeah, do you just put it in the flames or is it like a marshmallow where you put it in the heat? You know, it's really a matter of preference. Okay. You can eat them as is. Yeah. So you're really just oh, yeah? going at the chicken. Yeah, they're oh, pretty okay. cooked. Yeah. You don't have to, I don't you don't have to cook them. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it. It's like spam. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we, I loved it. The books were great. Really good. The fellowship is the best one. Yeah, we think the fellowship. A lot of people are off put in the fellowship by how long it takes before they even meet. I Aragorn. like that. But I love that. I like yeah, that. you really need to understand where the hobbits are coming from. Yeah. yeah. All the characters' developments were so good. And it was so interesting, like how different it was. Well, it was similar but different to the films, like what I was used to. Yeah. I mean, I, I, as, as far as film adaptations go, I don't think they get better than one. No. Yeah, it was really but good. There, obviously, see. there's some things you can't fit in. Like, Tom Bombadil is probably yeah. a total surprise for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like, I he's this weird guy coming out of the woods yeah. wearing yellow boots. Yeah, he was funny. <laughs> so how come you read every year? You know, it's a good question. It's like, my mom really loves those books. I and mean, she read them growing up. And, uh, I think she read me The Hobbit when I was Right. And, uh, every, the, the, the books are, there's so much depth to the universe yeah. Oh, yeah. that every time I reread it, I come out with something new. Yeah. That's cool. Um, it's very comforting. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite bit in it? Like, what's the bit that every time you're like, I mean, the, the the charge of the Rohirrim is pretty bad. Uh, yeah. The battle with Elrond feels. Yeah. yeah, that's so good. That's pretty exciting. I loved how uh, Theoden's um, horn splinters. Yes. He blows it so hard. When I heard that, I was like, damn! Yeah. They should have put that in the film. That's sick. Yeah. I think the uh, I think the Ents are much are also much better represented uh, yeah. in the books. Yeah. Their uh, their tragic search for the end wives. <laughs> They're not dead. We just can't find them. Yeah. We lost yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I start to finish. I guess. How did you feel? Because the Faramir kind of gets a little bit butchered in the film. Yes, he does. Um, <laughs> just like. The only one who's just like, no, I won't take that. I don't want that room. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> that's like he's... a very noble thing. Yeah. yeah. He's lived his whole life in his brother's shadow. Yeah. I'm glad you guys brought up Lord of the Rings because I will talk about this no, all night. Good, I can talk good. about it all night. Hey, our trail it. family don't, have never watched it. Yeah, they, right. he doesn't, like one of our main friends was like, oh, I didn't, I don't like fantasy. I was just like, Come I don't on, know man. whether we can continue walking yeah. <laughs> You turn around and go back to the border. Yeah. 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 It's so hot. Yeah. Isn't that good? Mmm. Mm. Alright, now, I've had enough roasted weenies in my life. I want you to have experience your own. You need to roast that yourself. You sure? Yeah, I'm totally... I've had like a quart and a half of beans. <laughs> I also have... That is a lot of beans. That's a lot of beans for me. I'm about to put some Fritos in it. Is it refried? 
refried beans. Yeah, instant refried beans. Where do you get those from? Mm. Everyone always has them, and I don't know when they get them. I went to five separate Hispanic grocery stores looking for these. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. They didn't have them. Yeah. And I finally found them in a Walmart that was like 45 minutes from my house. Oh, okay. <laughs> so next time, I'm going to just order them online. Mm. One of my favorite things that we haven't found since we were in San Diego, we found instant coconut milk. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. good. Yeah. Asian grocery stores have that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So you want a bite? You, you know you want to try this. Yeah. <laughs> you can't say no. <laughs> I, I, I don't have a clue for it. What do you like? Mm. Fritos, eh? Fritos. Everyone has Fritos in their trailer, too. Mm. Oh, we need to get some of those reasons. Yeah, I think. They're so good. That's what Oh, you should get some fruit in there too. I have a whole bag of it. Yeah, the fruit is what really It's a texture thing. We um yeah, We actually so we've been having wraps ever since we started. Uh huh. And we have the same thing every single day. Can you sit down because you're worrying me about this <laughs> thing? Um uh, and we oh, have chicken got cheese, um and pepperoni basically. Mm -hmm. And we recently discovered Philadelphia cream cheese works really well to pack out. Yeah. So we started putting that on. And it's Never really, packed out cream cheese. It's really good. Brilliant. Um, and then what we also do, what we did this time, we found some like Parmesan wisps or something oh, yeah, like cool cheese whisks. crackers. Okay. And we put that in and it was just like the best thing ever. Oh, yeah, cheers. I remember the biggest mistake I made buying food because I was in a grocery store and I had a I saw blue cheese on the shelf. Oh, yeah. and I was like, ooh, that sounds delicious. Let me pack out blue cheese. Oh, the grossest thing when it was hundred degrees yeah, Oh I bet. just sweating one out. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. Oh but the cream I couldn't think the cream cheese would be bad if it was hot. Yeah. We, we only just started doing it. Really. Yeah it's new when you have to worry about it. Yeah. It is crazy though, I was actually talking on the podcast today about food and how like, Annie's mac and cheese, so we would get two and obviously mix them together for the two of us. Yeah. And that, right at the start, when we... <laughs> yeah, well yeah. that's it, so right at the start we were like, oh my god, this is amazing, this it's is like the only thing that fills us up. Yeah. yeah. And now when we have it, we're just like, wow, oh, we need more, we need something yeah, else. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we need so much food. Just think about how much work you're doing every day. Yeah. Yeah, I think someone worked it out uh, at least for like one of the sections in the Sierras is that we're burning about 9,000 to 10,000 mm -hmm. calories a day yeah just doing like the 10 miles that we were doing each day and it was like damn definitely not eating that much mm -hmm. <laughs> I've lost 25 kilograms since we've been on track 25 kilos yeah 50 pounds yeah a lot or like 40 pounds a day yeah no it's, it's crazy yeah, I'm down on like I think I weigh 160 Low 160 pounds. Yeah, that's nice. Which that's is a crazy. Lot of weight yeah, and I started. Whereas I like gained weight because I like all, all my fat turned to muscle. Yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> then they said they always say that though, like the, the girls end up finishing the trail looking like um, fitness instructors, <laughs> yeah. and then the boys finish looking like they were Holocaust. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is weird how that happens. I think. Part of why I use a track, I mean, the tracking poles are great, but also it's like the only thing to get my upper arms to <laughs> anything. Yeah. On Forrester, at the end of Forrester, I felt really like my triceps were 
palm yeah. because I was just like digging it in, like holding all my weight in there. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Forrester must have been pretty gnarly, huh? It was actually it was fine okay. for us and I did. Yeah, it was it was good, but some people did it Drift in the storms yeah. and they oh. said it was just like white out conditions like it's bad. Just there's kind of there's stupid. adventurous and then there's stupid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of people was, when we got to Bishop there were so many people with frostbite. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the, the rest of your life, you're gonna have frostbite. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really like realise what was going on at first. I was just kept on hearing people talk about it and then there were people like sat up with their feet and there was just like black toes and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what has happened here? That's insane. Yeah, it was crazy. But no, we are, the passes for us were actually all okay. Like for us to, obviously there was a lot of hype about that and then we did it the and one, it was like fine. The sketchiest one was Glen. Glen was sketchy on the we downside. We were coming down mm -hmm. and there was like, it was, you looked up from the bottom and it was just about to fall like an avalanche. Wow. Yeah, like so, below where the, <coughs> Cheryl kind of traversed along the snow. There had already been like loads of slides, uh -huh. and you could just see like where everyone had been walking. That's the that's the next yeah. drop, and we're like, oh. somebody's going to be the strata break that camera. Down. Yeah, yeah. Mm. 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 It's yummy. Mm. It's smoky. Yeah, but some things you just crave out here. Mm. Mm. I do summer sausages as my go-to meat. And that's like kind of dry like a salami. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We've seen a lot of people do that. Actually. And then when I crumble it up, and especially if you put it in something like that, it kind of breaks apart. It's almost like you've had like ground beef. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, it's tempting. We should get some. Mmm. Mm. That was really good. Actually. Another American Fourth of July food is Frito pie. What Frito is Frito pie? pie? Take a bag like this. Yeah. Other chili cheese or regular Frito flavor. You cut along the side. And you fill it up with like chili and cheese and hot sauce. And you put you'll put all that straight into the bag and you just mix it up with a fork and meat. Oh my Damn. gosh. I, I mean it's it's basically this meal. Yeah. That sounds so good. Yeah. <laughs> Frito pie. <laughs> I always got boggled by the sweet potatoes and marshmallows oh and yeah when you oh, have yeah. thanksgiving that's, yeah that's kind of weird that's, that's, that's weird. weird that's kind of weird my brother said he loved it though when he tried it he was like oh it just works so well and i was like have you got marshmallows who made me have you it? no, no so i can't so really can't judge sweet potatoes are pretty sweet so yeah they, they are pretty sweet you know, this is like i can understand it as like after the main meal but it's just the fact that it's like during it i'm like no i don't want i don't want that sweetness but then again, you do have a second stomach for sweet stuff. Yeah. So you can probably just keep them eating. Did you guys watch the, uh, the Great British Baking Show? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, of course we do. I adore that. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's I'm, like the best competition show yes, ever. Yes, Everyone's just so lovely and kind. Yes. And like the worst thing that can happen is like you burn your bread a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the highest stakes that could possibly I know. Did you so see the episode with the um, Alaskan bait? Oh, Bates Alaskan Gate. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. That's crazy, that lady. That lady got destroyed on Twitter. <laughs> it was so bad. It was like, God, we were alone. Yeah. I also really like that you can kind of tell that all the judges like secretly hate Paul Hollywood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like putting up with him. <laughs> I haven't actually watched it for a while. I think they got rid of Mary Berry. Oh, really? 
What? Oh, wait, what happened when they went to Channel 4? Did they get rid of Mary Berry? No, then? they got rid of them um, Sue, Sue and, and Mel. They were the original, like, kind of co-hosts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were, like, I think they were kind of, one of them was kind of, kind of like, butchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they had Noel Fielding. Who I actually thought I did thought a good job. I thought he did a good job. He does a good job. I thought he was just quite funny. Mary Berry is very important to the show. Yeah, though. I don't think you can do it without me. Oh, they did, because they've got... Um, Prim. Oh prim. yeah, they did have Prim. Prim was actually yeah, alright as well. The Mary Berries. If you could vote for the next queen, I'd be voting for Mary Berry. Yeah, she's, she's, she's a national sweetheart. She's a national sweetheart. See, that's something that I feel like we don't have too much in the US. It's like we've got celebrities, yeah. and like some celebrities are like really well liked by like, like Tom Hanks. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Everybody loves Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But there's nobody that's like kind of universally adored. And part of it's like we don't have. I thought you were going to cut those up, right? Oh, I'll take them out. We don't have like a national broadcast system either. So we, it's not. Yeah, it's I not. Channel so. 4 is different for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have any. any everyone who's like. Everyone likes. Mm -hmm. I also thought it was the funniest thing when I saw. You guys had like a hydroelectric power plant and they had to time it because every night there was a certain sitcom that would end and every household in Britain <laughs> would go and put the kettle on for Oh, I thought about it. And it was yeah. like the surge of electric demand would like overrun the power grid. So they had to time when they would let water through the dam to provide power to the whole I just thought that was good. That is very interesting. Maybe something like East End. Ping 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 ping. <laughs> um, what yes. did you do with the little knife? I, I um, yeah. I'm going to cut the wieners now. I just didn't want to cut them up and then have them like split themselves. Why not? Uh, I don't know. I just didn't think they would be good pots. How's your new pot? It's so good. Yeah. Three bucks left. Really? Yeah. Where'd you find it? Um, they have it at Walmart sometimes. It's just a, it's like a mass-produced aluminum pot in Taiwan. Nice. And it comes with this obnoxious handle that sticks out. Okay. So I cut it off and made these out of yeah, yeah. it. Went to the thrift store, to their Tupperware section, found a link for it. Excellent. That works perfectly. Mm -hmm. You're so, um, is it, yeah, thrifty. Mm -hmm. I've got a good job now. Pays me pretty well, so but I'm still like, yeah. I st I'm still like broke hiker trap on the inside. Yeah, it's a good way to live, though. Yeah, save a lot of money. More, so, more what made you go from money. like medical school, medicine school, sorry, to um, coding? I uh, I didn't want to be in school, so I was at the time I was 23. Right. And I was looking at four years of med school oh. plus three to seven years of residency. Yeah. yeah. So I'd have been mid thirties by the time I was like actually starting to like, make money. Yeah. Right. And you're going to like a quarter million dollars of debt here to go to med school. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars in debt. Very normal. And um, and also I worked at a doctor's office for a year or two, or two years. And I kind of looked at the lives that my doctors were reading and they were answering phone calls, at, or not phone calls, emails at 2 a.m. Wow. My job at the doctor's office is also dealing with all of like the 
the bureaucratic crap that's wrong with the American healthcare system, insurance mm -hmm. denials, yeah, and yeah. job tests that came back too expensive. So that probably didn't paint it in the best light for me. Mm -hmm. um, but I ultimately kind of decided that I wasn't ready to commit that much of my life to a decision that I wasn't 100% yeah. sure on. Mm -hmm. And then I saw this ad for this, like, because I live in the Bay Area, I think sort of famously the center of the tech world, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I saw this ad for the coding boot And it was a 12-week intensive thing, and you don't have to pay them until you get a job afterwards. Oh, nice. huh. And you pay them a percentage of the salary that you get afterwards. So they're not only incentivized to like teach you to learn well but enough how to get a well, job, like, yeah. but get you a good paycheck afterwards. Yeah. yeah. So I coded uh, for a little bit for a couple of weeks and then applied and got in. I wrote my first line of code on my 24th birthday and six months later I was working as an engineer. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. It was, it was a crazy process. I was there from 8 a.m. to midnight, seven days a week for three months. What did you do before then? I, so I went to school for biology. I went to the University of California, Berkeley. Yeah. studied biology because I wanted to be a doctor. And then at the doctor's office, I was a patient advocate. So I would answer phone calls, schedule appointments, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. And then um, essentially any time that something went wrong in our healthcare system, it was my job to fix that. Oh. And a lot of stuff went wrong. Yeah. Goes wrong, right? So somebody gets a referral for mental health, you know, therapy or something, and nobody's in network with their insurance and oh, all that kind of crap that yeah. I would guess that you probably don't have to deal with. Yeah. Um, so it was just a, it was you know, and every every pa patient that I interacted with was generally having a pretty like Bad probably time. the worst day of their week, if yeah. not their month, if not their year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so. Uh, and I was doing all these interactions virtually, and it's sort of easy for someone to be mean to someone on the phone. Right? Oh, for sure. Um, it just, I would, I would come home from that job, and I'd feel like a, like a wrung out sponge. Oh, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, so I knew I couldn't be at that, just do that for too much longer. Yeah. There wasn't a lot I could do with my biology degree without going back for a master's, and I wasn't going to be sold on that. So yeah. I did this program because it kind of fell into my lap, and been doing it for two and a half years since. Do you like coding? Do you enjoy it? I do. It's, I, I, it's like... Um, Puzzles. Yes. It's like... Do you guys have standardized tests in Britain? Yeah. Alright. So it's like... They have like logic questions on there. Like... A train leaves Detroit yeah, yeah, traveling yeah. 70 miles an hour. and um, It's like doing that all day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so like for a lot of people, that sounds like the worst. Right. But I kind of like it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I think as far as... Um, because I looked for a long time, I was like, I really want to be outside a lot. Um, what kind of job could I get that would yeah. have me outside? And none of them pay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's exactly the problem. Welcome to our world. And um, fortunately, this coding shit pays pretty well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my plan is to do it. So I've been doing it for two years. I'm 26 now. I'm gonna do it until I'm 30 or maybe 35. Yeah. And build up like enough money that I don't have to worry about how my job pays. Sure. Yeah. And. Um, and then go do something that's not in the desk. Mm. Cool. That's a good plan. Far, I think as far as like cubicle jobs go, this is about as good as it would get yeah. for me. Mm. Um, and I think that I probably have to do an indoor job to make a little money. Yeah. I, 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 uh, there is really expensive and my whole family's there and I want to own a house there someday. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's the most expensive city in the US, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, uh, so my family's all out in the suburbs, so it's it's... But you can't get a house for under a million dollars. I'm sure it's similar. In yeah, London. yeah, London's the most expensive place ever. <laughs>
Can you put Luckily, some of the cream cheese? No, we're not I very. Don't, I don't want to put any cream cheese in. You sure? Save no, it. you can make it cream. Save it. I'm gonna do a tiny bit, but just. Huh? So. Yeah, we're not really like into living in sissies and stuff. Um, yeah. There's one called Bristol that we wouldn't mind living in. Yeah. It's quite nice. It's sort of by the sea and. It's like an up-and-coming city at the moment. Like it's been quite, it's a big, it's a big place. Uh -huh. But uh, it's where the BBC Natural History Unit is based. So yeah. all the blue mm. planet and stuff like that is. Ethan and I um did master's degree in marine biology. So. Awesome. Yeah, so that's kind of our kind of our jam. Uh, quite a few of our uni friends now are working either for the BBC or for like. Um, other like TV broadcast program in Bristol. It just sounds like a really good place to to go to if you don't like cities but you kind of need a job. <laughs> right, right. Sounds like a good mix. That's an awesome branch of biology too. Yeah, it would be cool. Yeah, marine biology is yeah, really so, good fun. So we kind of had a similar situation to you where we did a degree in bio, in, well I did zoology, you did conservation biology. Yeah. And then we were like, let's do a master's. Yeah, let's, let's keep staying as students. <laughs> we did like a research master's and it was really good fun. Got to do some cool research on yeah. stingrays. Yeah, it was good, but it's just the same thing. Like, you don't get paid. Yeah. And you don't get paid if you're working outdoors. Like, the amount of people who try to stay in biosciences and stuff without going into like TV production they just have to volunteer right. for years and years life. and years yeah. and then eventually you get a job and it's like low pay but like the upside is that like, you often get to be outside and work with cool animals or like travel but your job is your passion it's yeah like it has to be because it doesn't take a lot of effort to not be yeah for sure and like I, I would love to do that but I also have dreams of settling down and yeah want a good house and stuff yeah yeah i thought about that with like um like being a park ranger here or yeah yeah forestry but, but the park rangers is so competitive and it's the same thing you have to volunteer for years yeah or and well and you have to be able to go to relocate yeah on yeah notice across the country and you know, part of why I want to be a park ranger is because I like being, doing this, but you probably don't get to do this. No. If, you, know, no like, yeah, you have yeah. to tell people off doing this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're answering the same question every day. Yeah. Telling screaming kids to not do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, if I could be like a backcountry person, that'd be awesome, but I probably couldn't do that forever. No. I'll get old someday. Doing my best to postpone that. Oh, here's some paper. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> what is that? Oh, pepper, right? Looks like it was liberated from a pizza joint. Yep. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's boiling <laughs> it. I hate it when they do that. Oh, it's on. Oh. Sorry. Surprise, there's metal instead. <laughs> you got your spoon? Have I got my spoon? Mm. No. It was here. Yeah, I do. Cool. Is it ready? It's ready. Yum, 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 yum. Oh, okay. <laughs> you should say, take it. Mmm. I heard about a couple, and uh, one of them lost their spoon on like day three. 
Oh, man. And they said it was the most tension in their entire relationship. <laughs> Sitting there watching their partner eat and just, like, wondering when they were going to hand the spoon over, you know? Just, like, yeah. <laughs> well, we had a, a moment like that where we thought one of the spoons was missing. And we had one meal where that happened. And it mm. was so... No, we share a pot, which is actually quite unusual for couples. Ah. But we don't find it that... We don't find it bad. No. But sharing the spoon... Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. It's a it's a big. It, Yogi, the person who writes the guide, mm. um, she's written that it's like the one item that she carries two of. Because if you lose a spoon, mm. your, uh -huh. your trip gets unfun really quick. Yeah. Who was it that we knew lost a spoon and was using a stick? Oh, it was dignity. <laughs> They've like whittled like. <laughs> I've done the, the, the chopstick thing or like trying yeah. to whittle a four. Mm, this is good. It was really sad though, because we were all sitting round and like we had all eaten at different times of the thing. So people had spare spoons lying about, and he was just there like, I had a little uh, multi-tool that's got tiny little pliers in it, and I was trying to eat, trying to use pliers to grab ramen noodles no. and <laughs> into my mouth. Something missing from that. What, what, is you reckon? It? what is it? You want some taco powder in there? It's got some in there. You want some parmesan cheese? Let's put some parmesan in. You can always add more cheese. Peter Curious. I have taco powder. I, I actually have the exact same mm. one and I just put some in. So mm. that's Thank you. Dear. Thank you. We always carry garlic granules, which are that's we love. Mm, yeah. If I am if, uh, if I know I'm going to be fishing, sometimes I'll pack out a lemon. A lemon! Oh. And a of garlic and some olive oil. Oh my goodness! And you wrap it all in foil, you just you put a bunch of garlic in the belly. And I'll take like um like Italian dressing seasoning mm. and rub that on the belly too. Mm. And squeeze the lemon on it afterwards. That sounds amazing. I'd probably... Like one of the big parts of why I fell in love with backpacking was the fishing. And just mm. Not surprised. Wow, that sounds. And it's so much better out here because the the season's really short. The fish only have like three or four months to get all the calories for the whole year. Mm. So they just bite anything they see. Oh, cool! I've never seen a hook in this before in my life. That's so cool. Oh, I'd love to fish out. Is there good fishing in Oregon or Washington too? Um, you could fish in. I've, I've pulled a good sized trout out of Crater Lake in Oregon. Oh, yeah? And, you, and when you're in a national park up there, you mm. don't need a license. You really? Don't. Yeah. Why is that? So it's, um, it's a state run regulatory system. Okay. And the national parks say, we're national land, states don't get to tell us what to do, uh, so you don't need a permit. Cool. I think Yosemite makes it, still requires a Cal. They have like an agreement with the state of California to require a California fishing license. Okay. But in Oregon and Washington, so like, you get I guess the trail doesn't go through Olympic National Park, mm -hmm. but it does go through Cascades. Yeah, the Cascades. Yeah. Um, you could fish there, and you could get away with just like some string on a trekking pole. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Really? Yeah, try. That easy. Should definitely try that. Let's do it. I recommend the smallest hooks. You can find so the way that I usually do is like spinner fishing, so I cast and reel it in. And yeah. it's, got a, it's got a little flashing spoon thing. 
that wouldn't work if you're just tying things to trekking poles. No. Mm. But if you are doing that, I would recommend just get some fishing line, the smallest hooks they have, and wherever you are, make sure you get the smallest hooks. Yeah. And then just put whatever, you know, piece of salami on there or whatever. Mm. And I've, I've seen people catch fish that way. Oh my gosh. Um, just keep it in the water. Don't need to... Bob it? Bob it a little bit? I, I mean, in terms of like keeping it fresh? Mm. Um, no, sorry, I meant like, as in the technique to catch the fish, like... Oh. Not like fly fishing, but like, could you just like literally just cast it out? Yeah, I would just like... Literally throw the hook <laughs> and hold on to the second pole. Cool. Um, that sounds easy enough. And then just pick it up. You make sure the string is not too long. You want to be able to pick it up and mm. get the fish out. Mm. I guess you could always just grab the string instead. Drop it onto the bank mm -hmm. and then bop it. Bop. Oh my god, it's like Huckleberry Finn yeah. with his stick in his. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could do it with a regular stick too and save your trekking pole. <laughs> That'll be really fun. That'll be cool. I'm kind of sad we didn't get to do it during the Sierra, but... Yeah. Cool we didn't have time in the Sierras, and also all of the lakes were frozen. <laughs> yeah. Would have been too stressed to do it. Mm. That must have felt so good, walking all day and then catching your dinner. I loved it. Yeah. And you know, sometimes, sometimes I'd, like, I'd catch a fish on one lake and decide I was going to hike to the next lake. And, mm. and I'd be carrying the, two, the couple fish that I'd caught. And I'd roll up and there'd be some JMT hikers. <laughs> yeah. And I would just feel like the coolest kid Yeah. The rolling in with these fish that I just caught and cooking them up oh, and God. sharing them with everybody. That's the dream. Yeah, it's oh, great. So good. Wow. You must have been everybody's favorite like camp mate. <laughs> Mm. So this is uh, dirty rice and teriyaki. I don't like it as much. You know what? Maybe do I. Like a good old Spanish. Mm. I think I've also had the dirty rice. Mm. Yeah. And like it less. Mm. Yeah, I thought like I saw it and I was like, whoa, that looks amazing. Yeah, but... It's kind of like a Cajun thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anything called dirty, I'm like, that must be. Sort of good stuff. Yeah, mm. right. You mm. think the more ingredients, the better. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we always go for the Spanish rice and chicken. And it's, mm. it's nice. It's a good combo. Yeah. What, what mm. kind of chicken do you bring out? Like, oh. Is it in the... I meant the chicken. So we get one chicken flavored one and one... Got it. Got yeah. it. I was going to say, I, I've never, I haven't yet to find a good way to bring out chicken. Yeah. yeah. Sure chicken. And the chicken creations that you can get, oh, don't, I don't like those. I've done the tuna sometimes, and it's all right. Mm. We love the we, tunas. Yeah, we we like get tuna. them like, I think we love it on trail. Yeah. I wouldn't have it. No. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. Kind of yeah. Not. <laughs> like when you think about it, it's like, oh, this isn't great. <laughs> I remember hearing somebody talk about, like, just trying to describe what it's like to have hiker hunger. Mm. And they were talking about how they were pretty low on food and they were like a day out from the next town resupply and they were watching one of their hiking partners eat a piece of spam mm. which is like kind of a, like it's not a meat that i eat regularly no but it kind of tastes weird and it's gross yeah. and slimy but he was watching his partner eat spam and squeeze a little packet of like restaurant mayonnaise yeah. onto it and it was just like describing like how he almost wanted to like 
hurt this person and take this thing. <laughs> 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 this thing that you know you'd never want yeah. to see in other circumstances. Yeah. Mm. So weird. High hunger is weird. Yeah. And like anytime anyone cracks out like a backpack or pantry or something, you're just there like. Yeah. Yeah. I did What's that. In there? <laughs> what, well, you guys probably. Uh, so I went to Mutual Ranch. Okay. Did you swing by there? It was closed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So but I, I heard there's loads of gems. The hiker box is always full. The hiker boxes are fantastic. Yeah. So I didn't even mail myself anything there or buy anything there. I just resupplied for eight days out of the hiker box. Yeah. Because it's where the GMT is like are about to leave. So they just dump all of their like posh food that they yep. brought there. And I literally was like sat down, pulled up a mountain house, ate it, pulled up another mountain house. Oh my ate god, it. Oh my that's god. amazing. Yeah, I was really sad when I saw it was closed. I was like, there's hiker boxes. But to be honest, we, mm. we didn't see any GMTs anyway. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a strong cool. survive out there this year. Yeah. Yeah, it was really weird. We were just seeing the same yeah. people for like two weeks straight. And then yeah. we come into town, like we came into Mammoth after a 10 day stretch out. Uh-huh. And we were like, like, it was really, it was so, it was actually one of the funniest things actually because we, we were there like ten days doing all of the five of the passes, so not uh-huh. Forester but all of the other passes, yeah. like river crossings, everything. It was like most intense stretch intense ever. Yeah. And so we were coming out like crawling into Mammoth, and we Red's Meadow was closed, so we uh-huh. had to go down Mammoth over Mammoth Pass, and then see that's that's what you're talking about with like how much walking yeah. you had to uh-huh. do to get into town. And the road and the road was closed, so then we had to walk down the road. Uh-huh. And as so as we got close to the town, so the road was closed, but people would have their electric bikes, and then and uh-huh. it was a Saturday. Yeah. So we started to see normal people. Yeah. Just enjoying their time out in nature, <laughs> yeah. like oh look at this. <laughs> And, we just, and you're like crawling. We're just, we're just there, water just water like, water. And like, like the big, the, the kind of epitome was of it was this one like, this lady, this girl came up and she was like in this kind of like sporty fitness outfit yeah. and she was balancing on the road line as she was walking up like sure. just having the best time yeah. and we were there and I was just like you don't even know. Yeah, people would like come past us and say. Oh, did you guys have a good hike? And we're just like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what I've been through. Yeah, you don't even understand. And then they, then we were waiting at this car park and there were loads of people coming and going, coming and going. Yeah. Via a hitch to town. And no one would give us a ride. And I was like, you guys, do you not even realise? <laughs> <laughs> we look like such a mess. I that was such a good stretch. Yeah. yeah, I had really a lot of fun. I when I was on my hike, I went finished. I went down into Yosemite Valley from Tuolumne uh, okay, to yeah. finish up the JMT, just because I wanted to say I did it. Yeah, and um, and toward the end of that, you're the last couple miles. You're basically into like day hike territory, yeah. like the, the the classic day hike that like every tourist family yeah, goes yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. And I was just in like. I was in great shape. I was basically just like skipping down the trail. Conditions were great. And all of these like overweight, like people just slogging up. sandals. (laughs) Like how is this person having a good time? (laughs) 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 That was nice. Approve of the weenies? Oh, yeah, yeah they, the weenies were the best part, actually. Yeah, they helped out a lot. 
Do you want to do um, <coughs> scrapies? Uh-huh. <laughs> scrapies. So our other rice stuff, we've got another dirty. Yeah. But we accidentally got a chicken pasta. Oh, did we? Mm. Oh, well, that's nice. How did that happen? We just saw cream of chicken and we were like, done. <laughs> Turns out it's pasta. Okay. smoke. You okay? My eyes, I'm blind. We can, we can move this. No, he, he's no, no, okay. I'm, I'm actually okay. He's alright. <laughs> <laughs> just crying over it. My favourite, I do like camping a lot. Like being at camp is my favourite yes. thing. Yeah, people have, people are on different ends of the spectrum on yeah. that, right? Like for a while when I was going through the desert, I was like, I'm just going to walk until I fall asleep. Yeah. Fine. Um, but especially when I'm up here, and I can have a fire, yeah. and if I can fish, then I could spend all day at camp. Mm. Uh-huh. Camp can feel just like home. Yeah. yeah. So good. We, when we were going through this big 10-day stretch, um, so we were with our group, and then we would always come across this other group. Uh-huh. And this group would wake up at 2.30 every day and leave. 2.30 a.m.? A.m. And leave at 3. They'd leave at 3. What the fuck? And then they'd sleep and make camp at midday. Was this through the Sierra? Through, mm. through the Sierra to get like so they'd always hit the snow. It was smart. It was smart. Sure. But mm. we would always our group would kind of leave Wake at up. eight, yeah. and every single day they would walk past us in the morning. As we were packing up. And we'd we'd <laughs> known where they'd camp that night, right. and we'd be like, and it was just the most like. We've mer- done thirteen miles already. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that said, though, the fact that you were camping past them every night meant that you were doing the same distance. Yeah, I yeah, we, we were keeping, But like, every day we'd think, we'd months. be like, right, we've got, we must have gotten away from them now. Yeah. Like, we must have, but not yeah. going to do it. And yeah. then every morning we'd see them, we'd be like, I remember it was another pass that it hit me, because we were like... Oh, yeah, we camped they, at the base of the approach. Yeah, So we got up early. all day uh-huh. to get up to the top, and then we... Yeah, and then we got up at five. So you camped at the kind of high, pretty high elevation. You yeah, got the yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we were just on the yeah. rocks. And we like, yeah, we got up at five, and we were like leaving at five thirty. And halfway up, mother, I turned around to look at the view, and I could it's just see them. People. Yeah, like a train of twelve people just starting, mother, yeah. and I was like, "Fuck! That's, yeah, that's <laughs> How the, do they do this?" That's the other thing. They were a group of like fifteen, so they were a massive group of people. That is a big group. Yeah. Mm. I never saw groups get much much bigger than like maybe seven or eight. Yeah, no, I don't I'm know so, how they did it. Well, they they did split. They split afterwards, yeah. but yeah. they were with each other all that bit. It was just so. Especially if you're going through that sketchy stuff, you feel a lot safer with more people around. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think that's why they did it. And they were super nice groups. Yeah, they're really nice. Like Shiva's like, Rider so was one of one yeah, of them. Yeah. But it's just like every you'd be like, no, sugar glider. They just, uh, just like walk right past you, so like chipper. Yeah, it's like god damn it. I'm two miles in and I'm exhausted. Yeah, their little sugar glider and who's hiking with Shatter? Does that sound familiar? No, no, I don't think so. But he he seems to have split apart from the rest of this big old group. I think because he him he was always very speedy. Yeah. They seem very friendly. Oh, yeah. Sugar Glide is like, honestly so nice. like one of the nicest people I've met on trail. He, he's like he'll always help someone out. We had one of our really close friends. Um, she actually <laughs> the day before Forrester lost her micro spikes. 
And oh, he happened no. to have micro spikes and crampons, so he let wow. her borrow it. That's that's. But, but like, she was gonna bail. She was gonna like go out at Shepherd's Pass because she was like, "This I can't go to Forest yeah. without micro spikes in these conditions." Um, and then also we were our sketchiest crossing that we did was Bear Creek. Um, uh-huh. I can't remember where that was, but um, so so by this girl is quite slow. So we were all waiting for her, mm-hmm. to, so she wouldn't have to like cross without any other people there. And he, like, she, he immediately kind of came to the edge, mm-hmm. and um, to, and when she like kind of froze up halfway through because it was such, she's a short girl, so mm-hmm. it was quite scary. Yeah. Um, he like went out Im- immediately to her, like That's to awesome. help her out. He's just like one of those guys that just so won't hard. ever think like, oh, someone else would do that. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's great. Yeah, I think that the trail brings out the best out of a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. And I've also found that I, I feel like I get to know people a lot better. Oh, when out people here. are so yeah. honest, aren't yes. they? Yeah. yeah. Two days of hiking with somebody, and I'll feel closer to them than like a coworker that I've sat yeah. next to for two years. Yeah. And you hear a lot of different life stories. Mm-hmm. That was another big part of it for me when I was hiking. I went to a very well-renowned university and I was doing the pre-med program mm. and I had a lot of very kind of straight and narrow people mm. there. They're just like, they're driven, they have this goal in mind. And then I come out here and you've got the drifters and the burnouts and the dropouts yeah. and the people that are on there, you know, just have, have the second divorce yeah. and they're working through it, <laughs> yeah. whatever it was. Um, and I just, it was a, a lesson for me in how many different lives you can yeah. lead and still be happy yeah. yeah for sure yeah a lot of happy people out here also there is a variety of people that like you do get mm-hmm. you get so yeah there's so many different types of people here and ages as well like yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't matter yeah everyone from like 17 and a half yeah. taking a gap year before college yeah. to yeah. like I met an 85-year-old. Did you? you? Wow. Mm -hmm. Terrell Don. His wife passed away, Uh and he just started hiking to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, I think probably, like, grief is, like, the PCT would be such a good way of, like, dealing with grief, actually. Sorry, that was me. (laughs) I broke a stick. (laughs) I was like, is a fire fighting back? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people actually out here. I haven't... Kind of one of the aims I wanted to have with the podcast was to find out why people come to the trail. Mm Mm-hmm. But I also didn't want to like, peek into personal, people's personal yeah. stuff. But I think a lot of people out here are going through some sort of yeah. trouble. And well, I think with something off. like that, that's when you probably shouldn't do the spook thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like, got some really good stuff. Yeah. 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 I'm telling a story about it's like some somebody that fell going down a path and it was like kind of scary, but also kind of funny. Like, yeah, put that on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you always delete it, don't you, when someone starts yeah, getting personal? Yeah, if it gets personal. too personal, <laughs> just stop it. Going for the casual chat. 